This episode of Building Barrels is brought to you by the winds of Barbados. Please excuse their continued interruptions. Welcome. Thanks for dropping in to Building Barrels, where we explore the technology, planning, and development of adventure centers using man-made waves to spread the stoke of surfing. My name is Michael, and I'd like you to join me in learning everything we can about surf park development. Together, we can build barrels in our hometown. In this episode, coming from the Surf Park Summit, we're going to talk about water quality. And we've discussed this in previous episodes with Alan Clausen, who is on this panel, actually. Along with the moderator, John Luff, who founded the Surf Park Summit, as well as other panelists. Greg Sanders with WaterTech Solutions and Neil Hershey of Neptune Benson Evoqua. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but and Alan Clausen, of course, with Cloward H2O, which you can see one of our other episodes where we interviewed him. And water quality is just such an important aspect of your surf park. According to the panelists, the optics of the water is the second most important after health and safety of your water park. And so the water quality actually plays a part in both of those, in the health and safety of the water park, as well as the optics of the water. And so you really need to make this a priority when starting your project. And each site is going to be unique and they're each gonna have their own constraints as far as water quality goes. And so you really need to make this a priority in the very beginning. Once again, everybody is saying that you need to have it a priority in the beginning and uh, account for these early on in the process. Specifically, it plays an important role in your site selection because like I mentioned, each place is gonna be unique. Each site is gonna have different constraints, especially what is the source of the water? Is it gonna be municipal water or is it gonna be well water? Or is it gonna be from a nearby lake or pond? And the source water is so important because when you're starting with clean water, it's fairly easy to continue to keep it clean. But how is it going to change during the seasons and throughout the year? And in those changing seasons and different weather conditions, what will the wind blow into your surf park? And furthermore, where is the water going to go afterwards? What about the runoff? the surface water storage and wastewater. Are you gonna be using backwashing filters and what will you do with the water afterwards? And all of this with the source water as well as the wastewater, you need to study and document what's coming in and going out. And that's something I had never considered as a documentation part of it. And they stress documentation of your water quality numerous times throughout their session. And then they talked about regulatory constraints, which we've also covered previously. But regarding that, once again, a critical first step is to contact your local regulators and create a plan with them. Really define what kind of clarity expectations they have, the water turnover rates, the infection metrics they might use, and all of this needs to be clearly defined so there's no question as to whether or not you're meeting their standards. And then you also need to know their testing requirements and accountability from the local regulations. And 
they're going to also impact how you deal with the water coming in as well as their the discharge they're going to have regulations regarding the discharge and the water coming in and you also need to know what kind of cleaning they require and their limits and how to get rid of the water so you really want to talk to the people that hand out the occupancy and operational permits first to find out their expectations over the water quality and this again I can't stress this enough, it needs to be one of the first things that you do. Sometimes what they said is that regulators, they may be kind of hands off and let you do your thing, but more likely they will be very difficult and have very strong guidelines. And so you need to go to them with a plan and make sure you put together a good plan on how you're going to deal with the water coming in and coming out and go to the regulators with a plan rather than seemingly to ask them to design one for you because they're going to make it a lot harder on you than you would yourself. So then they also talked about how to develop an amoeba-free environment with all the concerns about the brain-eating amoebas and the different deaths that have happened over the past several years in surf parks and other water facilities like the National Whitewater Center. You want to make sure that your park is amoeba free and the consensus was that the risk it's always going to be there you're not going to be able to get rid of it completely but it can be controlled and mitigated and through creating this amoeba free environment you need to maintain vigilance and maintain good records as well as maintain a high ozone in the water and good circulation of the water is most important so that there aren't any dead spots in the system where the amoebas can flourish. And you also want to get independent testing done just so that you have that extra documentation and auditing of your facility. And again, the auditing and the record keeping is essential. And the records that you keep will help you see trends during the year. So that will also help keep your surf park amoeba free. And also along these lines, in terms of equipment, what equipment becomes a priority. Once again, this is something that needs to be addressed early on because you're going to have to kind of balance and weigh the environmental responsibility that you want your surf park to have versus minimizing your operating costs because some of the equipment might cost more to run, but what is your responsibility to keep the water safe versus the environment. So what is a priority? The, the best water or is it the energy consumption? Uh, you really need to know what your plans are for your water park regarding that. You also need to analyze your cost assumptions up front versus your long-term ROI, meaning you need to know how much it's going to cost up front versus how much you're going to save long-term and, uh, and make sure that your goals are in line with not only your business plan but also regulations so you need to make sure to look at that carefully your prioritization of the equipment may evolve as you analyze the different constraints involved in your various sites uh, you might need to change your prioritization because of backwash or the availability of water the filtration circulation oxidation, the sanitation, all of these will impact how you prioritize what equipment you end up using. And the recovery of backwash is also important. And are you going to recycle water? And last but not least regarding the equipment, you want to make sure that you have a preventative maintenance plan in place so that you can make sure that not only the water is well maintained, but also your equipment. 
because that equipment is expensive and you don't want to have to replace it too soon. You want to make sure to maintain it in good condition so that it can last a long time. Finally, we're going to go through the lessons learned by the water quality experts at existing venues that would be relevant to your surf park. First of all, you want to prepare for shutting down once or twice per year for maintenance, just to go through and make sure everything's totally clean, your equipment's working good, and all the systems are in place and in good working order. One thing that's really important is you want to leave space at your surf park for future filtration needs. If your park gets big or you find that you have some added water quality issues that you need additional filtration, you want to have that space for that. And additionally, as surf parks develop, you're going to want to make sure to have that space in case you need to add on. Uh, also, you want to make sure that you have online data recording of the water quality levels, which will allow you as an operator to get updates on any issues as well as consistently and regularly document the water quality of your surf park. And you also want to deploy multiple types of systems with the correct sizing to ensure water quality. If you only have one type of system, you might not cover all the different needs that you would have. And so you wanna have a few different types of water quality systems in place. And lastly, they reiterated this numerous times is that you wanna make sure to plan and document all of this. It's real important to plan ahead but it's also just as important to document all of the water quality that you provide your customers as well as any water quality issues. That's it for this segment on covering water quality from the Surf Park Summit 2020. If you like this information, you found it helpful, please like it, share it, comment, and follow my channel. Or if you'd like to join a Surf Park Mastermind group, click the link in the description below and I'll be in touch. And together, we can build barrels all over the world. Thanks again for dropping in. I'm kicking out. See ya.